0: and welcome to episode 336 of The Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hi, Sarah. I'm excited about today's episode. We are doing a week of real-life dinners, which has become a bit of a popular series on the podcast. I don't know. We do this like once or twice a year, but it feels like we've increased the frequency because the listeners love it.
1: They do, and I and we love doing it. Honestly, it's, it's really fun because the way we set it up, is that we actually write our meals down for a whole week um, because we would not remember. Right. So we you know, we did this a few weeks. We actually wrote it down like a couple of weeks ago. I already had blanked. And when I look back, I'm like, whoa, that's what I ate. But I also love that it shows like the real life difference between what you meant to do and what actually happened. And like you've said many times, Sarah, like most of the time when you see people talk about food, um, meal planning, you don't also see like where things went wrong or where life got in the way. Or you'll see the meal, but you don't know if that's the meal they meant to have. So this is really fun.
0: Exactly. There's, there's plenty of that aspirational meal planning content out there on the internet. Um, but I think what is so interesting is to hear what, what really went down. And we're so excited because we brought seven of our contributors in on the fun this time. You're going to hear recorded audio clips of them talking about their meals. Uh, they wrote down every day, just like we did. And then as we move through the week, Monday through Sunday, you'll get to hear from seven other moms all across the country, you know, moms with little babies, pregnant moms. I think that's really helpful too, Megan, because you and I are in a stage of life where prepping meals and making a meal plan looks very different than it did when we had toddlers underfoot or kids who um, we have one contributor whose kids eat right after school because they're so hungry. And then she eats later with her husband. So Um, I think it's really good to have all those to have reminders of just how wide the range of normal family dinners is. I don't normal is probably not even the correct word.
1: Well, typical, maybe. And, and, you know, for you and I, like, uh, you know, we have our our fallbacks, our defaults that we go to again and again. So it's really fun to bring other people in because we all have slightly different defaults like. Like, what is your, you know, last minute emergency dinner because something went wrong? Like, it would be very different in my house and your yeah. house and other people's houses. So um, really fun to get to have them and those contributors and their their real life dinners as well.
0: Yes. And as I was listening to their uh, voicemails, I was just I just thought how reassured I would have been as a newer mom. Just hearing how many like emergency peanut butter and jellies or like pouch applesauce pouch for the baby just that that is just happening in every house. And yet somehow we don't talk about it. And we assume everybody's sitting down at six o'clock with all members of the family. They're all eating the same thing. We we tell ourselves that lie. Um, and, and so it's really good to hear just hear in their voices just just how real life this all is. So exactly. We have a lot to get to. And the way this works is we just work through the week. So we're going to kick off with Monday. Again, this was a couple of weeks ago, October 4th. And Megan, what went down in your house on Monday?
1: So Monday is typically the day, um, the way it works out with my kids and their, um, visitation schedule with their dad is like, I always have them on Monday and Tuesday. He always has them Wednesday and Thursday. And then we kind of trade the weekends off. So, um, Mondays typically are like my domestic day where I do my shopping and everything else. So, um, great time to start, but I started my week off like right away with a big upheaval I was going to use shipped that day. And I'm kind of going back and forth now between shipped and just going to the store myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had already made my shipped order. And I can't remember what the plan was. But it was like, I don't know, pork tenderloin or something. I think it had some chicken breasts in there. And then Eric, my boyfriend, discovered that his basement freezer was dead. And because he and I had bought, you know, had split half a cow, Mm -hmm. um, he had like so much meat (laughs) So much meat, and he had to get rid of it like really fast. So I went and changed, like I, I got rid of all the sides and all the meat off of my order. I think I just kept like, you know, the lunchy stuff mm-hmm. and breakfast stuff. And I got six pounds of ground beef and four Chuck roasts for Merrick. So we made chili that night. I made um a huge pot of chili and I did the cornbread that comes in a box. Nice. And it was a very meaty chili. Um and <laughs> And the kids were really happy. They love chili. And that's like one of those things where it it always makes them happy to have chili. They will always eat the leftovers, which isn't always the case um, with everything. But so that was like a and, and also it was like one of those first starting to feel like fall days. It's been a really warm fall here. And, um, that was one of the first days that actually felt like fall. So it was great. Like the house smelled really good. Oh, and yeah, yeah. So it was chili, but it was like emergency chili. It,
0: w- it was unplanned chilly, unplanned but chili, I'm yes. sure it fed you guys. I'm sure we'll get into that throughout the week. Did you use the ground beef and the Chuck roast or you just do ground beef for the chili? just the
1: ground? Well, I, ha- I mean, I have made, um, chili with Chuck roast before, but in this case, that would have just been ridiculous. Right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> because it was already like to the top of my soup pot or yeah. my stock pot. Like I, you know, it's like I think a 10 uh uh-huh. quart pot. And like the it was right up at the top. So um yeah, just ground beef. I saved the check roasts for later in the week.
0: Nice. Well, on Monday in our house, we had some chicken breasts that were already thawed and needed to be cooked. And the plan was For Brian to come home from work, grill up a whole bunch, which then lasts also for lunches and things into the week. I mean, I want to say it was like eight, eight good sized chicken breasts. Um, And then the plan from there was to put together a nice big salad for Brian and me with just a bunch of good garden veggies. And then to make quesadillas for the kids, either with or without that chicken. The, The twist in the plan was that Brian was running a little bit late. I think I shared when we talked about our week of ideal meals that ideally my family's eating at like five 30 these days because we have a bunch of evening activities. So it's kind of five 30 or, or nothing. And Brian was running not super late, but late enough that he wasn't going to have time to come home and grill the chicken. And so Allegra and I were like, well, I, I said, I said, Allegra, do you know how to use the grill? She's Like, no, not really. We were both intimidated by it. And I said, let's just go. This isn't that hard. It's a nice gas grill. We cook on the stove all the time. So very proud of us. We went out there and um, I think the thing that intimidates me most about the grill is the turning it on and then kind of like the cleaning. Like Brian has one of the right. one of the good scrub brushes. I think it's not the cooking because I cook. The over cooking is a just like
1: cooking in a stove. Right. right. It, but it's it, you're right. There's also other utensils for yes. it. That always like freaks me out a little bit. Like I can't just use regular tongs or like a regular flipper. I have to use these special grill ones.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So um, I was proud of myself because I can be a, I can be quick to throw in the towel on a meal that's not going as planned and be like, oh, well, we're just all going to have cereal. And we didn't. So we got those chicken breasts grilled. I think I overdid them a little bit just because I'm new to grilling, but brought those inside. Then Brian was home. Um, and as planned, we made what we we poke fun at my parents because they they always refer to a like a good salad, a salad that's interesting and has proteins and different things. They say, let's have a nice big salad. So that's like nice big salad in air quotes, like like trademark nice big salad with. It's mo- like a restaurant
1: salad. Essentially. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So that's what Brian and I did. The kids had quesadillas and they all like their quesadillas a little differently. Like Violet likes hers kind of um, Italian style. She likes it with mozzarella cheese and then she dips it in like pasta sauce oh. because she loves that more pizza pasta flavor profile, right. um, which is fine with me. Reed puts hot hot sauce and sometimes like um ham, like sandwich oh. meat ham in his. Oh. So anyway. Um <laughs> oh. various various. Wait, didn't you say Reed is a picky eater? He he's like my picky eater with very specific tastes. And he he's likes He's like your
1: picky yet adventurous eater. Mm-hmm. Because hot sauce and ham in a quesadilla is like that's not something a lot of kids are going for. No. And that's like
0: when I've talked about his eating, it took us so long because we kept trying to make things blander and blander. And when in fact, he actually likes really strong flavors, but is just kind of averse to lots of mainstream kid food. Like he doesn't like chicken, but he likes, you know, hot sauce anyway. So that was Monday and, and it went well. So that I, a big win for me learning to use the grill, I think.
1: Well, I'm very proud of you, Sarah. You did it.
0: Well, thanks. So <laughs> let's hear from our contributor, Emily, and how her Monday went down.
2: Hi, this is Emily from Indianapolis. I'm mom to three kids ages 6, 4, and 17 months old. Right now, we don't always eat together. My daughter started kindergarten this year. She's starving when she gets home. So my kids will eat typically when she gets off the bus around 430. And then my husband and I will eat after they go to bed so we can sit down and enjoy our food. My kids are picky. They don't really enjoy meat or vegetables very much. So we're in a little bit of a challenging phase right now. Monday night was leftover night. I made a big pot of chili on Sunday night. I made Iowa Girl Eats smoky spicy sweet chili. It's one of our favorite go-to recipes for fall and winter. And this was our my first time making it for the season. So I made that with the intent of eating it throughout the week because it makes a ton. So on Monday, I actually ended up eating a late lunch around two o'clock. I ate the chili. Um, I wanted to eat in peace when my younger two were napping. So that's why I had lunch so late. And I really wasn't that hungry when it was time for dinner. But my kids ate as soon as my daughter got home from kindergarten that day. She was starving and needed to eat something. And they do not like chili. I knew they weren't going to eat the chili because they also didn't eat it on Sunday which is fine. It was sort of a make-whatever-we-can-find night for them. They all like smoothies, so I ended up making a strawberry smoothie for the three of them with frozen strawberries, macadamia nut milk, Greek yogurt, and some unflavored collagen powder. So all three of them had a smoothie, and then my oldest two also had some chips and crackers, and my youngest had some blueberries and goldfish crackers. And then when my husband got home from work, He had some chili. And of course, once he was done eating and I had cleaned up the kitchen, I was starting to get hungry again because I never really actually ate dinner. So I just had sort of a snacky dinner of whatever I could find, which ended up being Cheez-Its, an apple, and an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. I had made cookies over the weekend. So we had some left. So I had one of those. Um there are links in the show notes to both the chili and the cookies. They're both really good fall recipes. And that is how our Monday went.
1: Well, Emily, I will have to check out that chili recipe. It sounds really good. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious.
0: That's code Hour 50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product
1: Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR.
0: All right. Moving right along into Tuesday, which in my house on the menu plan was breakfast for dinner. And when we do that, it can be very simple, like scrambled eggs and whole wheat toast for everybody. Sometimes that happens if we're like at the end of the the grocery supply chain. (laughs) Um, But on this particular breakfast for dinner night, we had leftover hamburger buns, really like nice, like squishy, soft, good ones. So I said, let's make Egg sandwiches, like fried egg sandwiches with melted cheese and bacon. And the kids got excited about that. We have, which I will link in the show notes, these cute little silicone rings um, that you can fry your eggs in, but they like stay in a circle, you know, so it like makes that perfect little sandwich yeah. mm-hmm. shape. And um, we have on our range, we have a nice big flat griddle. So you could fry several pairs of eggs at once. And if you can't picture what I'm talking about, check the link in the show notes. A very handy little um egg egg contraption Um, on this night Allegra was at dance downtown so four of the five of us the rest of us ate together I think we did have some bacon and some fruit out on the table and it wasn't a great meal to like save a plate to warm up later I realized kind of at the last minute so for Allegra she was getting home like an hour or two later we just kind of set aside one of everything and I fried her up an egg sandwich when she got home. So that that it worked out fine. But I do remember having this thought of like, oh, if we're oh, this isn't, it's this not isn't like reheatable a heat up a plate later, right. if you're making fried egg sandwiches to order. So that, yeah. that went well for us. How about one you? of those things
1: that you do have to keep in mind when you have teenagers yep. is like the the flux and flow of them coming in and eating. And um, I often just have stuff like kind of sitting on the stovetop burbling away yeah. because like, I know at some point another kid's going to come in a giant child. Um, yes. A giant man child is going to am. Yes. Amble in. So no, no surprise. We had leftover chili Nice because it turns out that chili lasted quite a long time. I decided to put it on spaghetti for the kids. Um, I mean, that's not that inventive. I did work at a steak and shake it, <laughs> when I was young and we had chili Mac. And there was like, I remember it. There was like seven different ways you could get your chili Mac. So it was like macaroni noodles Um, I believe, with just chili on top, but you could also get it with cheese. There's like several different ways you could have it made. I think you could also have it with like spaghetti sauce. Like there's lots of different ways you can do this chili slash pasta blend. I have just never done that. And the kids were kind of like, oh, this is weird. but Good. You know, they were like, I like it. So um, that seems like one of those things I'll rotate in. Owen is a huge pasta fan and actually asked me a few months ago, like, mom, can you just make more pasta? I said it in such a like, Like he was, you know, just coming at me with this like huge request. And I thought, that's the easiest thing. Yes, Yes. son, I will absolutely make more pasta. It's very easy. Um, But for myself, I was, you know, not really digging the chili on spaghetti thing. So I had a little bit of chili and then I made, um, I roasted up a sweet potato and Brussels sprouts, which is like my kind of, it's one of my go-tos for when I just don't know what else I want. And I maybe don't want to eat something super heavy, but I just want like something that I don't know, it as healthy and tastes yeah. good. Um, And it was really, that was for me. But the kids walked by and cherry picked all their favorite bits off the
0: cookie sheet. The salty, the salty, the crunchy, crunchy bits. Yeah, the crunchy, crispy bits. <laughs> yep,
1: yep. I had to make sure I got enough of them on my plate before I let them add it. But yeah.
0: I love it. The nice thing about sweet potato and Brussels sprouts is they also stay good in your fridge for a long yeah. time. So it's like a good one to just be like, oh, I can always do that.
1: And you can throw it back. You can just throw it back on a cookie sheet and re-crisp it. So mm-hmm. it, they they do get a little soggy. Um, the Brussels sprouts will if they're in the fridge too long. But you can just like kind of throw them back in and like re, I don't know, regenerate the crisp.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to hear from two contributors. First up, Stacy, and then Joanna, and they're going to tell us about their Tuesday nights.
3: This is Stacy Bronick, and I live in Central Montana on our family farm and ranch. My kids are seven, five, and seventeen months. Because of how far we live from town, getting takeout or delivery is never an option for us, so that always affects my meal planning, knowing I can't plan a night where I don't have to cook. I also have to be careful when grocery shopping and not forget an item because I can't just run to the grocery store if I realize I forgot one thing to make dinner, and that totally changes my plans at the last minute if I'm missing one key ingredient. On Tuesday, I had planned to make cheeseburger soup, and I had ground beef out and thawed And around noon when I was planning to put it in the crock pot, I realized I didn't have Velveeta cheese. So I had to come up with a last minute game plan and none of my go-to recipes with ground beef sounded good. So I got on my computer and I Googled what to make with ground beef and ended up with a enchilada recipe. And it was an easy one with not a lot of steps, which was what I was in the mood for was not cooking something complicated. So I made ground beef enchiladas with green sauce. I also had green-fried beans on the side and chips and salsa. All of us were home for dinner that night, and the kids tried the enchiladas and preferred the refried fried beans. My 17-month-old is actually the best eater of the three and will pretty much eat anything. But overall, I would say it was a really good, easy recipe, and you can find the link in the show notes.
4: My name is Joanna Martin. I live in Dallas, Texas. I am a stay-at-home mom with three kids who are seven, five, and two. We're currently living life with one foot in elementary school and one foot still in preschool. We still eat a pretty early dinner because of the ages of our kids. We tend to eat most dinners as a family because we have minimal afternoon and evening commitments right now, just piano on Mondays and one soccer practice on Thursdays. But I know that That will probably change as more of my kids start dipping their toe into extracurricular activities. On Tuesday night, I planned to make this harvest salad that is a recipe from one of my dearest friends. She made this salad and delivered it to me after my son was born. It is super yummy. It has kale and butternut squash and dried cranberries, goat cheese, um, bacon. Usually I'll add a little chicken to it and I always serve it with some sort of crusty bread and butter. This night as I was making dinner, I actually got a text message um, from a group text with my neighbors that it was national night out. And usually our street does this big get together, but life has been busy for everybody. So we actually walked our salads down and our plates down and ate in one of our neighbor's front yards and it was really lovely and the weather was awesome. This is also a super easy salad when I make it to break it into pieces for my kids. So usually I'll give them like a little bit of the bacon and the goat cheese and the butternut squash. And it's just easy for them to pick and choose what they would like to eat. But because I know my kids, I also made them grilled cheese.
1: <laughs> okay. Thank you, Stacey and Joanna. Um, Wednesday night for me, the kids again are with their dads on Wednesdays and Thursdays typically. Um, I had really loved the roasted sweet potato and Brussels sprouts from the night before. So I made, I really intentionally like the the other time it was sort of like, well, I was going to have a little chili, but I wanted something else to go with it. But this time I made it intentionally as my dinner, same thing, only I added bacon. So what Mm. I do is I just like, I either have or quarter the Brussels sprouts and I dice up the sweet potatoes and olive, you know, drizzle a little olive oil on them and salt and then i lay four pieces of thick cut bacon over the top oh my gosh and i put the whole thing in the oven at 400 for however long it takes for the bacon to get good sometimes you have to baby it a little bit like you might have to move the bacon around to make sure it's you know crisping up yeah. evenly and that the vegetables aren't overcooking but it tastes so good cuz you get that bacon Yum. flavor all over the veggies and it's like it's a meal like that's everything totally. you eat. it's like a protein and and um and veggie right there. So that, that's kind of like one of my, when I'm just feeding myself go-tos.
0: That sounds so delicious. Uh, in our house on Wednesday, we had what we call wings and things. Again, I always like to throw like a a pun or a rhyme around something. And it just seems like more of a thing than it is. But we do baked chicken wings. I will link up Brian's recipe. It's not his recipe. It's, it's one from the internet. But he really has per- perfected... Um, a baked chicken wings recipe that works really well for our family. I think it started like we'd make it on a football game day or something, but now it's actually a great weeknight option for those of us who are not vegetarian. I'll get to that in a second. Violet is a vegetarian, but, um, we do baked wings in the oven and then, mix with a few different sauces. So kind of like a Buffalo traditional, like Buffalo wing sauce. And then often Brian will make like a little Asian sauce, or maybe we have something in a bottle from Trader Joe's or whatever. And some of them are just plain because they cook, um, in the oven with diced little cubes of butter that then becomes that they kind of sizzle in toward the end. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I think another tip is to have really good quality chicken wings. I know you can get, if you're having a huge party, you can get like 200 wings for 10 bucks or something frozen and that is fine too but for our family we're not we're not trying to feed, you know, a Super Bowl party's worth of people so we we try to buy a little higher quality and there's just so much more meat and the skin gets nice and crispy and yeah so Sarah, I have heard that there is a wing shortage happening oh. right now. Have you run into this issue with
1: home wing? No. Or just saying. So, okay. usually at are... restaurants I've heard that. So, That's oh.
0: so interesting. Usually ours are butcher box, although sometimes we'll get a bag at Trader Joe's and either way, I have not run into this. I will say it's funny that most of the family likes the little um the winglets instead of the mini drumstick part. You know, yeah. you get both. And from butcher box sometimes it'll be practically all one and none of the other or vice versa so it's like it's not it's not a um it's not an equal distribution of the winglet part and the little drumstick part and we all like we all like the I think they're the little winglets best
1: Um, I did wonder how there could be a wing shortage and not a rest of the chicken shortage but I I didn't ask too many questions
0: we probably don't (laughs) want to think too hard I don't want to think about it really funny um Violet is a vegetarian and has been for a little over a year, which is all her decision. It's, it's really sweet. Actually, it comes from animal love of animals, and we've just kind of gone with it. Um, she it's all her. She sticks to it on her own. We've let her know if she changes her mind or if she wants to eat meat occasionally. That's OK. So there's no like pressure or or I don't know. I don't think she feels like she has to uphold this, but she she just does. So she had a Trader Joe's toaster pizza, which is a good go to for for us when we need to modify or accommodate. And then the things part of the wings and things is usually just a bunch of raw fruits and veggies, maybe baby carrots and ranch, that kind of thing. Brian actually whipped up a cucumber salad for me and him with like a little vinaigrette. And we had some dill from the farm box and red onion. So that was kind of nice. And we all ate together that night.
1: Nice. Um, There was a restaurant in our area called wings and thangs <laughs> didn't last very long. But. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: That's really funny. That's really funny. I think that's what
1: you should call it from now yeah, wangs on. Yeah, Wings and thangs. Wings and
0: thangs. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, let's hear from our contributor, Jamie, and what her family got up to on Wednesday night.
5: Hi, my name is Jamie Sherrod, and I am from Raleigh, North Carolina. I have two kids aged three and a half and 16 months. I am a full-time stay-at-home mom, and my wife, Amanda, works outside the home full-time. Amanda and I are both vegetarian, and the kids are about 80 to 90 percent vegetarian. My wife's arrival home time in the evening is widely varied, and so we actually rarely eat dinner together. And dinner time is not our strength. That is um, definitely in the morning for us. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of where we land as it relates to this meal. So on Wednesday we got very lucky because my sister who lives with us part time is a wizard in the kitchen and she happened to whip something up that she makes regularly and we love. So basically what she makes is um orzo and then takes a bag of soy katash from Trader Joe's just the frozen veggies and then does some garbanzo beans and puts some olive oil and spices and mixes it all together and then She actually leaves it in the refrigerator to let it cool so we don't eat it warm. We actually eat it cold. And that's really convenient because you can make it earlier in the day and then it's just ready to go whenever you're ready. And so when Amanda got home from work, that's what she and I ate. And then a little bit before that, um, I made the kids some scrambled eggs and cut up some avocado and apple. And so that's a pretty common meal in the house, um, just some eggs and avo, and they did great with that. So as usual, we ate separately um from the kids, but that's pretty, pretty standard in our house.
0: All right, we're already to Thursday. And on Thursday in my house, we cooked up ground beef for tacos slash burritos slash taco salad. Everybody kind of does their own thing on this type of a meal night in my house. Brian typically does a taco salad I, this particular night, we had little like street taco sized tortillas, which are my favorite. If I can make a bunch of like little mm. mini tacos, I mm-hmm. just love like you can make all the flavors. Right.
1: And you can do a whole bunch of different kinds. Yeah. So you don't have to choose. I yeah. love that.
0: So I did tacos. Um Allegra and Reed make burritos Um and then Violet this night. So normally taco night works really well with Violet's vegetarianism because she loves avocado. She loves beans and corn. She's happy as a clam. But She loves corn. I mean, in general with all meals and we were out of corn. So Allegra and I had been downtown at her dance class and I I walked, we walked in and everybody was just starting to sit down for dinner and Violet was eating oatmeal. And I was like, well, what (laughs) happened? This is, this usually is a meal. We don't have to modify for the vegetarian, but we were out of corn. So she had a bowl of oatmeal. Like I said, the timing was a little weird on this meal in terms of sitting down together. We ate kind of late. We ate after Allegra's dance class. Um, And everybody was kind of assembling their own burrito taco situation as we walked in the door. But if if I remember, I do think we kind of ended the meal at least sitting all together, even if one of them was eating oatmeal. Oh, I love it.
1: Well, um, Thursday again was a night that I did not have the kids. I went over to Eric's house and he still had lots of beef to use up. (laughs) So he did kebabs on his grill um, and very stereotypically I stayed inside and I don't know, prepped veggies and did the dishes while he went outside and yeah. grilled up the, the beef and veg. So I believe it was a strip steak. Um, I can't really remember. He had a lot of meat to go through as well. So we had a lot of different variations of beef that week. Um, but we also had bell pepper, mushrooms, zucchini, and onions on the kebabs. And the, I just, I love kebabs and I don't make them myself very often, probably because I don't grill very often, but um, they're just so good and easy.
0: They are. And I'm guessing you guys do like the steak all together on one kebab. Do you do yeah. like the separation?
1: Yeah, we do the meat separately because then, you know, it cooks to the correct, um, temperature. It took me a while to figure that out. Like, oh, if you put it all on the same skewer, like it shows in the magazine, right? Um, nothing cooks right because yeah. you got something overcooked and the beef isn't done enough. Um, so we'll do the, all the beef on a couple skewers and then actually the veggies are sort of like, um, more customized to the person. So I don't actually really love the taste of a grilled onion. Um, but Eric really does. So I want more mushrooms and bell pepper. Like that's mm-hmm. the tooth favorite. I'll, I like the occasional zucchini, but it's also not my favorite. Yeah. So our individual skewers look very different. And then I always just take everything off the skewer and eat it with a fork. So the skewer is sort of. I don't know. It's just decorative. It is. It's just a mechanism by which to cook it, but it's not the way I eat it, you
0: know. And you're so right that when you look at kebabs in a magazine, it it isn't like how we have come to actually cook them and that took me a while to figure out as well. Um so that sounds really yummy. We have not done a skewer in a while. Do you have actual metal skewers or do you mm-hmm. use the wooden ones?
1: Um he's got metal ones and I actually have metal ones at my house that I rarely rarely use, but we also have the wooden ones and I remember we were talking about, um, oh my gosh, maybe he did use wooden ones and like one of them scorched or something. I think you're supposed to soak them in yes, water. You can yes, do that. Yeah. We didn't do that. And one of them scorched. So I guess in that particular evening we were using his wooden one.
0: Okay. Or you know, I, I will say, say the metal ones are, ours are extra long and you can fit so mm-hmm. much more on them. So it's, it's a very, I think, relatively inexpensive thing and they don't take up a lot of space. So right. for anybody out there, maybe we'll, we'll find some to link to. I think they're all pretty similar, but I'm always glad we have the really extra long metal ones because you could just fit more on there and they wash up really yep. easily. And yeah. So. All right. Well, we are going to hear from both Kia and Lisa about Thursday evenings in their house. Kia, they actually had chili Mac. So it's funny. We were talking about that it. earlier. So let's listen to that now.
6: Hi, my name is Kia Hammond and I live in Pennsylvania I'm currently a stay-at-home mom to three kids, ages 12, 4, and 19 months. I'm also 33 weeks pregnant. My husband works swing shifts, so a lot of nights dinners are done solo by just me, and they're usually pretty late, usually around the 7 p.m. mark because of cheerleading practice pickups for my oldest. I also have a very picky four-year-old who also has some food allergies, but my 19-month-old has the best appetite, and is not picky at all. Thursday night, I made chili with a side of mac and cheese. I don't usually make chili and mac and cheese together, but I know that sometimes chili mac is a thing, and I know that my little kids will definitely eat the mac and cheese. So I decided to make sure that I got some chili into them. I poured some of the chili on top of the mac and cheese. That way they couldn't get around it. And then you had my four year old who ate only the mac and cheese that was around the chili that didn't have any of the chili on it. Um, I also gave them tortilla chips on the side and also pineapples as well. For the two little kids, I used those plates that have the three little dividers. Uh, The 19 month old did not have tortilla chips for choking hazard reasons, so he had Ritz crackers which he loved, and I put some shredded cheese on top of that that melted on on the chili as well because all of my kids are big cheese eaters. Usually we have chili with cornbread, but I didn't have any cornbread that night, and my husband was at work, and I didn't want to make him run to get a box of Jiffy on his way home from work. He also ate the chili and the mac and cheese together once he got home. After the kids were down for bed, he got home around 7.30. Hi, my name is Lisa Payne,
7: and I live in Olathe, Kansas. I work full-time outside of our home in education. Um, my kids are ages 7, 8, 12, and 14. And my family season of life is super busy with kids' activities most evenings of the week. Um, but sitting around the table for dinner is important to me, so I do shoot for as many days as possible for that to happen. Um, All of my kids have developed their own preferences in foods, so often when I stray from the kid-friendly foods like chicken nuggets and mac and cheese, I do try to prepare things that can be easily modified or layered together. On Thursday night, I had planned a pasta with a meatless sauce. So this is one of those layering-type meals where the base is the same, but the choices lie in those added extras like the sauces and whatever toppings you put on So the sauces I had or that I thought I had were marinara pesto and um, the shredded or the powdered Parmesan cheese, both those options. And then I had breadsticks. Uh, I usually like to serve a vegetable. So I had planned green beans um, and I had the raw green beans, not the canned ones. So I knew I'd have to do a little bit of chopping, a little bit of sauteing, but they're delicious. So that's fine. And it turns out I ran out of stove space when I was trying to make the zucchini noodles for me. That was my substitute for myself because pasta doesn't always make me feel amazing. And I actually have two of my sons who like to eat them. So between the pasta, the sauce was warming up, and the zucchini noodles, I had no more stove space. So I checked the vegetable and called the tomato sauce good. Um, The real-life scenario... Uh, The stuff that actually happened, not what I wrote on the meal plan. When I opened the pesto, it had mold in it. So that went straight to the trash. The kids decided they were not feeling the breadsticks, but they ate one or two of them anyway. So we had those as leftovers. The zucchini noodles were disgusting. I'm not sure what happened other than they were frozen like prepackaged. And I think maybe they were in the freezer too long. One of those, I forgot I had you vegetables. So when I tried making them, they were awful. So nobody ate those. Uh, The youngest, she did take the noodles, but instead of the sausage, she wanted broth, like a noodle soup instead. And you know what? I had it on hand and I didn't even care because I didn't have to do like short order cooking. It was already made. I just had to throw it together. So easy enough. Um, Everyone did eat some version of that. Um, Even me even without the zucchini noodles. (laughs) And that was that.
1: All right. What I loved about Lisa and Kia's is they both had so much like um, modification to do. And I just think that's like so real.
0: Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile.
1: To claim this deal, go to hiahealth.comslash mom hour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to h i y a h e a l t hcom mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so now we are at Friday. Um, Friday and Saturday in my house can be such a crapshoot. And, um, you know, I know like maybe different families do this differently. I feel like I always have a plan for Friday, but then I also have to kind of plan for that plan just blowing up. yeah, It's almost like a question mark on my, because I put a menu on the um fridge yeah, and I really do try to stick to it because if I don't, my kids will call me out. Like it didn't, I used to feel like that was for me. Like the menu was for my benefit, but then I realized that Owen really counts on it. And yeah. he would even say things to me like, oh, I really thought we were having X, Y, Z tonight. So I didn't have as big a snack after oh. school or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I really didn't think anybody paid attention or cared. And it was actually very sweet to know that they care. But anyway, my Friday night always feels like it should be penciled in. So in this case, um, the kids all had stuff going on. So I did put the pot of chili back on the stovetop, um, figuring it would probably be the last day I'd be able to do that. But I did it right after school. Sometimes I will have something like a leftover heating up in the the stove or on, you know, in the oven or on the stovetop, like at three o'clock. So Mm -hmm. when they all come in hungry... They don't just default to whatever, you know, snacky stuff they can find, but they actually eat some of yesterday's dinner, which I would prefer. And so in that case, they all had, I believe every one of them had some chili, but it was like at three 30. Yeah, it wasn't at dinner time. And then Owen went to his cousin Jack's house, my nephew Jack's house. They grilled, um, with some friends will left really early to go to football. So he just basically had a little chili, then peaced out Clara, wanted a quiet evening with her, her television programs, her stories. Um, (laughs) she just, she is an introvert. And at the end of a long school week, she really just wants to like snuggle up on the sofa by herself. She doesn't usually want to get together with friends. She doesn't really want to do whatever I'm doing. She just wants quiet and TV time. So she was in her pajamas very early. And so then Eric and I went out to eat before Will's game. So we went and had, I had a, Ahi tuna To split. So that was our appetizer. And then I had a Cobb salad. He had some kind of salad. Then we went to Will's football game. And then Clara texted me at some point and said she wanted to walk down to the corner store. So we live like, I don't know, five minute walk from a from a little like a little, you know, market Mm -hmm. grocery. Um, They do have chicken there, um, fried chicken, but they also just have your typical gas station food. Mm -hmm. And she didn't want to go to the game because I was trying to bribe her. I'm like, well, I'll get you popcorn if you come to the game. And she's like, no, I don't want to. So she went down there. Then when I got home, I asked her how her night went. And she said she had eaten so many sweets that her body hurt. <laughs> so her dinner was essentially like Oreos. I think it was sugar.
0: I feel like it is a rite of passage, and I'm not—I don't have as many teenagers as you have already had. But that something about the freedom to just make yourself sick with sugar is very seventh eighth grade like Mm -hmm. as moms were kind of relaxing the grip a little bit they have more time they have their own money to spend on sugar um I just feel like Allegra is really enjoying this phase of life where she can just eat like Doritos and Skittles and I can't do anything about it. Not all not all
1: day, every day, but no, but sometimes you just like when presented with the opportunity. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember like in when I was 12 before school, I always walked past this gas station and I would go in and get a huge soda. Like the biggest one you can get Mm -hmm. in in the 90s might not have been as big as the biggest one you can get now. And I it was like I mixed Mountain Dew with cherry coke or something, (laughs) like something really (laughs) disgusting. And I would get a hundred grand bar uh-huh. every day. And that was at like, you know, 7 a.m.
0: Oh, That's amazing. So
1: on my way to school, I would have a candy bar and about 44 ounces of sugar, that's, sugar soda. That's amazing. So I definitely I in, don't do that now
0: <laughs> in junior high. I definitely had candy every day after they stopped by the little store after school. I was not uh, I think I was getting a ride to school. So it wasn't before, but definitely after. Uh, so Friday night for us. Yeah. Just like you, sometimes Friday night is, is order in. Sometimes we might actually cook if we feel like it, or if we have a protein that hasn't been used on this particular Friday night, we actually grabbed a date night. We are leaving the kids home alone pretty routinely now, which is amazing. We can head out for a quick dinner. Um, for Christmas last year, I gifted Brian basically like a year of monthly date nights to local restaurants. And we draw, we, we, um, cut out all of the like best of Santa Barbara restaurants from our local paper that they run, you know, in the fall and then put them in a little bag and we draw out a restaurant once a month and we just go there. It's been really fun for not having to like decide where to go. And right. On this Friday, we had previously drawn out of the little bag a local Indian restaurant, which is awesome because that's not the kind of thing we probably would have done on our own. And it was this very sweet, like family owned Indian restaurant. We both like Indian food, but again, we, we went there because we drew it out of a hat, which was awesome. Right. Um, our food was good. Uh, we left the kids home alone. I told Allegra I'd pay her this time. Sometimes she gets paid sometimes not, but if she's going to feed the kids dinner and do the cleanup and stuff, I will pay her a little bit for babysitting. And that was the case this night. She made Trader Joe's orange chicken For herself and for Reed and Edamame for Violet because Violet doesn't eat the chicken and then we proceeded to get texts at dinner like almost like pushing back against doing the dishes (laughs) even though we had very clearly said if you're gonna get paid it's because you're you're serving dinner you're cleaning up dinner you're doing all of that and not just watching YouTube the whole time and then the texts start coming in like okay dinner's done do I have to do dishes we're like uh huh like that's Mm -hmm. that's what we discussed yep and then like a few minutes later it was like well the dishwasher's running it's like. Okay. Well then rinse and stack and scrape. It was like, let me hold your hand through this whole thing so that you can make $20 at the end of this. (laughs) Right? It was just, it's, you bought yourself some work is basically exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well that was our Friday night and we're going to hear from two contributors coming up. You'll get to meet Sarah and then you'll hear from Jamie again. So let's listen to them now.
8: Hi, I'm Sarah and I live in San Diego, California. I work full-time from home in sports marketing and am the mom to an eight-month-old. Dinners for us right now need to be things that are simple and easy for me to throw together without too much thought behind them. I'm usually either putting dinner together after work or during the last little bit of my workday, which means that I'm either trying to get out the door to pick up our daughter or she's crawling around my feet and standing somewhere she shouldn't be while I'm in the kitchen. She's also starting to eat with us or eat some things that we're eating. So that definitely needs to go into my thought process as I'm planning dinners. Mainly, I just need to think about meals that I can either alter a little bit so she can eat them, or meals that include foods that she's already tried that she likes and I know are safe. On Friday night, the plan was to have teriyaki chicken and rice and a veggie. And we ended up having close to that. We had teriyaki chicken and rice and a salad. Um, I had not had an extra veggie to make and did not do a grocery order. So we just ended up having salad. Um, I say teriyaki chicken, but it's not quite teriyaki. Um, I am gluten-free, so I can't eat traditional teriyaki because of the soy sauce. So what I usually do is I keep a jar of a stir fry sauce that I make from Nom Nom Paleo or Michelle Tam. Um, She's one of my favorite food bloggers and the recipe is in the show notes. But it's a really versatile sauce that I just keep in the fridge and I can either marinate with or cook with Um, then I use it for a number of different things. So when I do what I call teriyaki, I use that sauce to marinate the chicken. Um, Friday is also kind of a later night for my husband to get home. So usually what happens is I'll feed Maddie dinner, get her ready for bed. We'll put her down after he gets home and then him and I will eat. And that's what happened on this day. So Maddie couldn't eat the teriyaki chicken So what she had was leftover pasta from a couple nights before and then some veggies that I had made her the night before. And then my husband and I ate after we put her down, which is nice once in a while because we can chat and not worry about her throwing her food or making a mess or needing to tend to her. So so that was an added perk.
5: Jamie Sherrod, two kids aged three and a half and 16 months. So we had had a pretty good week of meals and then Friday rolled around. And as with, I think, all of us, we were pretty ready to um, be done with the week. And so for the kids, I, around maybe 4.30 or 5 o'clock, I made, um, I shouldn't even say made, I put together um, a scoop of yogurt and some honey. And made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and uh, cut up some apples. So that was their dinner. They ate all their yogurt and PB&J. Not sure uh, if my older one ate the apples, but uh, my 16-month-old did. And then um, I made myself a black bean burger. So I put the black bean burger on the stove and um, at some point got distracted and came back. And it was crispier than I would prefer. So the one side was really crispy. The other side was uncooked. It was all kinds of special. But I decided it wasn't too far gone. So I put a piece of cheese on it and ate it. And so that was totally fine. Well, then Amanda got home a couple hours later and I asked her if she wanted a black bean burger and she said, yeah, that sounds good. So I put a black bean burger on the stove and then our doorbell rang and our neighbor came over. And we walked out the door and managed to burn a second black bean burger in one night. So um, that did not go well. And Amanda ended up eating peanut butter and jelly for dinner on Friday night. So some excitement, given that we burned two meals in one night. All right.
0: On Saturday night in our family, I think we just had a, a stay in Saturday night. There were no plans. We made baked potatoes for the kids, which all three of my kids love baked potatoes. In the show notes, I will link up America's Test Kitchen. Hopefully I can link it up. Sometimes they're they're funny about their proprietary. You got to like have the cookbook or subscribe mm-hmm. to Cook's Illustrated or whatever. But there is a method through America's Test Kitchen where it's half in the microwave and then finish in the oven. And it really cuts down the time on baked potatoes, but it still has that kind of crispy outside and really yeah. good on the inside. Um, and I just love their, when they have like cracked the code on, on something, it's kind of fun. You feel like you're like, oh, this is the best way to make baked potatoes. So, um, I will link that up. And then for Brian and I, we roasted some honey nut squash from our farm box. Megan, I didn't really know what honey nut squash was. Do you, can you picture it? Um,
1: uh, no, okay. it does it look like an acorn squash. Nope. I get squashes it looks,
0: mixed up. I know I, I do too. So it looks like a butternut squash, but miniature. So they are they're like a third of the size of butternut squash, but kind of the same shape, and you can eat the skin. So this is my new discovery with certain squashes where you just wash them and cut them up, but you don't have to peel or cut off the skin because that can be a big pain with squash. Um, and these you can you can eat the skin. It's just softer and thinner, um, but has a very similar flavor to butternut squash. So we roasted some honey nut squash, and then we put together like a bowl full of goodness that was all left over in the fridge. So we had two kinds of leftover rice. We had the rice from the Indian food the night before, plus some brown rice, probably from taco night, plus some corn and some, I think the onions we might've grilled or um, roasted with the, with the honey nut squash. And so it was just this like warm autumnal bowl and it was Mm. delicious. And really, and there was no protein. It was completely vegetarian. And often Brian will miss a protein. I don't, I could, I could be vegetarian tomorrow with all those good flavors, but there was no, no animal protein. And it was so delicious.
1: That sounds so good. You know, it'd be like great to add to that too. It'd be like, maybe something like a little sweet. Mm. Ooh, mm. Yeah. but it sounds great as it was too. I want yeah. it. I want it now. Okay. So Saturday we were coming into the finally had used up the chili, uh, or you know, whatever was left was just dead. So that was gone. And it was time to break out the 12 pounds of uh, chuck roast that now had to be dealt with. So we had four chuck roasts. Um, They were about three pounds each. Oh, my gosh. And so I, by 11 a.m., had pot roast going in my Dutch oven. And I had a whole mess of carrots and, like, new potatoes. Mm. But then everybody went somewhere. So Will had (laughs) plans. Clara had a sleepover. So the only kid left was Owen. And I had to like kind of bribe him to eat with me by buying him a Jones cream soda.
0: Oh, and then so, he ate with you
1: and then he ate with me. So that was nice. But then, you know, there was still a lot of pot roast left after that. I mean, it was so much.
0: It was so much. You're probably it was really good, though. Still eating pot roast like two yeah. weeks later. It does sound right. It does sound really, really good. Well, we have heard from Emily once before. We're going to check back with Emily about how they spent their Saturday night in their house, which is really fun.
2: This is Emily from Indianapolis, mom to three kids, ages 6, 4, and 17 months old. On Saturday night, we had pizza. So usually on Saturday nights, we go to my parents' house for pizza. My parents basically live in our backyard. Not really, but they live in the house right behind us, and they invite us over for pizza on Saturdays. As well as um, I have two sisters, and one of my sisters has kids really close in age to my youngest two kids. So her family comes, and it's really nice for all the cousins to play together. But on this particular day, there were some other things going on, so we had to have pizza night, just the five of us at our house. And we ordered from a local place called So Italian. We got pizza, breadsticks, and they make a caprese salad that I really like, so I ordered that for myself. And our pizza night tradition is to eat in the living room. We eat on TV trays, and the kids sit at their little kids IKEA table, and the toddlers in her high chair, and we watch Supermarket Sweep. I don't remember why we started this tradition, but we watched the 90s one that's on Amazon Prime. My six-year-old really likes it, and it brings back so many memories for me. So we sat in the living room and ate our pizza watching Supermarket Sweep. And pizza is one meal that the entire family will eat. So all of us had pizza. The older two kids like breadsticks as well. And um, I, my husband and I had the pizza and breadsticks, and then I had my salad. On this night, we also had dessert. I had made an apple cobbler earlier in the day. We had some apples sitting in the fridge from going to the apple orchard a couple of weeks prior and they needed to be used up. So I made an apple cobbler with those really yummy, simple recipe. The link is in the show notes. And we had that warmed up with some vanilla ice cream. And that is how we ended our Saturday. OK, I can't believe it, but we're already to Sunday. Um, So Sundays are
1: are often. um. Well, they're different in my house. It kind of depends on whether the kids are, first of all, there, because every other weekend I don't have them mm-hmm. with me. But the weekends that they are, they're often, like, sleeping in or off doing stuff with their friends. So Eric and I have a a Sunday ritual that we've started doing in the last um, – well, we've always done, like, the church and antiquing and or winery, but, like, we've also added a bike ride to that nice. over the last few weeks. So if I don't have my kids, that typically – like church starts the day and then we do all the stuff later. But when the weekends I do have my kids, I want to be back with them in the early afternoon. So we start much earlier. Um, in that particular week we we rode our bikes before church. Like we parked at the church, rode our which actually is happening in a park. So, you okay. know, it's a COVID life, right? And then we um rode our bikes and then we came back and then we went to church. Then we went and I don't We did hit an antique store. I was just, I couldn't remember if we did it that day, but we did. And we then went to a farmer's market. It was like right next to the antique store where I picked up, um, some good crusty rolls nice, and some veggies and some decorative gourds because now they're out, you know, in full by that point they were out in full swing. And then we hit the winery that we usually go to on Sundays. Um, very much like into church and, and booze on the same day uh-huh. on a Sunday. Yeah. And then I went home and made, um, barbecue sandwiches. Oh. And I also bought at the farmer's market. I bought like a locally made really good barbecue sauce. that doesn't have junk in it. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's like yes. really good. So got home and made barbecue sandwiches. And so we all ate dinner sort of just all day. Like it was like, you know, by two o'clock. The kids were tucking into some barbecue sandwiches, but then they were also tucking into them later. Right. But what was great is that most of the kids had missed day one of the pot roast. Right. So they got their favorite day, which is the barbecue sandwiches.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. It was like they walked right into the best part of the Chuck roast for yeah. them. So that was kind of fun.
0: That is really fun and sounds so idyllic and delicious and delightful. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yes. I feel like I want to, I want the image of your, a basket on the front of your bike oh. where there's like baguettes poking artfully oh, out. And yes, I need
1: that. I don't have that. I don't have a basket. I just put stuff in a backpack right now, but I could see a basket being Yeah. part of, part of my life. Your yes. hair
0: kind of flowing in the breeze. Yep. I love yep. it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, on Sundays when my parents are in town and not traveling, they do travel a fair amount COVID, COVID allowing. But when they're in town, we alternate Sunday night dinner, either at their house or our house. And we kind of have fun hosting and taking turns. It was their turn to host. So we went over to their house. They made a baked kind of herb Parmesan chicken. It does come from a there's a there's a recipes, which I can probably get from my mom. I know it came from a cookbook. It reminded me a little of like chicken Parmesan, where there's the kind of crusty Parmesan ness But this was not it wasn't served with a red sauce or a pasta. So it was just kind of the herb crusted Parmesan mm-hmm. chicken made in the oven with some potatoes and salad and bread. And, you know, sometimes when we go over there, my kids aren't into the meal and my parents are so sweet and are always wanting to accommodate for the picky kids. And I'm the one who's like, you know, don't just make what you're going to make. We all my the adults in the group all enjoy cooking and eating so much that I just I really don't want them kidding, kidifying. The recipes they want to try just for my kids, but it does sometimes mean that at the last minute we're doing something else. So uh, we did make noodles for Violet at the last minute, just like buttered noodles. And Reed doesn't even like buttered noodles as an alternative. Like he's, he's so funny about that. So I think he had the crusty bread. Maybe we let him put peanut butter on it at the last minute. So, um, that was a nice family dinner at my parents' house. And yeah, that was, that was Sunday. It happened to be, we got the night off of cooking that night, but we, we alternate every other one. So. Well, that sounds great. And I actually
1: really appreciate the, like, n- the tension is like not wanting your parents to kind of dumb the meals down for the kids to put it, you know what yeah. I mean? Like to kidify it, like you said, be, like them wanting to be super accommodating. And you being be like, don't be so accommodating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could like, they can handle it. Right. I guess that's probably one of those tension points that happens a lot with grandparents in in a a lot of different ways. But yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, And it's so funny because my kids, if you took any one of them in a vacuum, I would say they're they're moderately picky. They're no no one of them is extreme. The problem is when you layer with the Swiss cheese layering of their individual peculiar tastes makes that the whole is extremely picky, right? Because one's a vegetarian. One doesn't like this. One doesn't. And that's what it's like. That's what I really don't want to have to have anybody try to solve for. It's like, that's that's too much. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Well, we are going to hear again from two contributors we've heard from earlier in this episode. Um, So Joanna and Lisa are going to tell us about their Sundays.
4: Joanna from Dallas, mom to three kids, ages seven, five and two. On Sunday nights, I have actually been trying to make more of an effort to cook something fun or exciting for me, a new recipe or something that I have personally been wanting to make. This is just to reinvigorate my love of cooking and food and just be more excited to get back in the kitchen. Um, so initially, I had planned to make these really delicious looking yogurt crusted lamb chops by Molly Boz in her new cookbook. But then one of my best friends texted me to ask if I would want to go see Dear Evan Hansen and get sushi. So I did that and my family ate leftovers and I'm not entirely sure what they ate because my husband handled it. (laughs) Um, I think mac and cheese may have been involved.
7: Lisa from Kansas, four kids, ages 7, 8, 12 and 14 so sundays i do usually try to cook uh just because we can have leftovers or some form of leftovers on monday but when sundays fall on football days specifically when our kansas city chiefs play i typically try to plan like fun game day food things like frozen pizza wings nachos like game day food that you'd get at the stadium and my kids absolutely love it. We have just like a little buffet of, of delicious stuff. That's definitely not good for you, which is why it's nice as a treat. (laughs) So I actually did do that. I made some frozen chicken pieces. Um, they just didn't have any sauce on them. That way we could use whatever sauce we wanted. My kids are huge fans of ranch. So I had ranch, barbecue sauce, hot sauce that you could either dip or make your own coating on. I made a frozen pizza. Um, I usually do a cauliflower crust pizza for me just because it agrees with me better, but I didn't have it. So I just picked around the chicken and the pizza. Um, And so that it is what it is. It was what it was. And we actually made what we'd planned and I didn't have to fight the kids on doing anything specific, what they were or were not eating. We just really enjoyed, we enjoyed the food. We enjoyed the company. We enjoyed the game And it's just one of our nice family things that we get to do together that may not always be the optimal nutrition, but in terms of nutrition for our family and the time we get together, um, I see great value in that.
0: Well, I feel like that last message from Lisa is such a good place to wrap up. Um, I appreciate that perspective so much that sometimes the the raw nutrition or the like on paper nutritional value of a meal is only one small piece of what family dinners do for our families um and i just love the way lisa put it that like the nutrition for the family was was there on that sunday game day and it, it's not about the chicken pieces that came out of a bag and were dipped in ranch but the the day that they spent together and i just i feel like i that's what i hope listeners take away from all of this is that there's so much more to yeah. a week of family dinners than the nutritional uh, information like you'd see printed on a label
1: right. Yeah, love it. Well, before we wrap up, I want to um give another shout out for the Mom our small business boutique. This is something we're offering for smaller businesses who maybe um uh, maybe it just doesn't make sense for you to do traditional podcast advertising yet. Maybe your uh, volume is lower or you're just getting started but you're looking for an affordable way to advertise with the mom hour. And so we're essentially creating kind of like a co-op really. It's a way that you can share the cost of advertising with other business owners and you will be featured on a special page on our site. Um, And also you'll get shout outs on social and on the podcast. And it's just a way to make advertising with us more accessible to more businesses. And that's important to us because we are a small business too. And we really want um, this to be something that, you know, is, is doable for so many of you. So if you go to themomhour.com slash boutique, you will find the application there and they're due by October 28th. So you don't have a ton of time. So, um, yeah, so get over there and that will mean that you would be advertising in time for the holiday. Um, so we will start the engagement in November. So yeah, go ahead again. It's at themomhour.com slash boutique.
0: Yep. And we'll link that up in the show notes as well. And yes, the deadline is just a couple of days away if you're listening to this right when it drops on Tuesday. So, well, thanks again to our contributors who helped us put together this episode and who brought everybody behind the scenes into your week of real life dinners. We just loved hearing your voices and really appreciate the contribution you brought to this episode. And thanks everybody for listening. Megan, this was fun. We'll talk to everybody soon. Talk to you soon. keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data.
1: Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, -K E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Tease Made. I launched back in November and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks,